0: Here's a story. At a friend's birthday dinner, I sat opposite someone who designs clothes for a living. Imagining them in their design studio, I immediately say, I wish I could be more creative. But then someone else interjects and says, actually, you already are. I'm intrigued by this response, so the more the conversation flows, it turns out that it does not take an Einstein time to be creative. That is, we do not need to be geniuses and impact the whole world to be creative. It does not take Van Gogh either, as we do not need to be artists or creative types to let our creativity flow. In this episode, Creativity and Happiness, I speak to Giridzia Kaimel, Associate Professor in Creative Art Therapies at Drexel University, United States, discussing that art and creativity are fundamental to our survival. If you are not able to imagine, you are not able to thrive. My name is Claudia Mitura. I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist, and you are listening to series three of End Happiness, a quest to explore the bold question, what makes us happy? Welcome, Gidja, to End Happiness. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. We are so excited um, to have you here and talk about creativity and happiness. I'm very curious, how do you actually define creativity and creative capacity? What's that about? I
1: think that's a really great question. And it's a question that people have been thinking about for a really long time. And there is not necessarily one definitive answer, but there's a shared understanding in modern day creativity research that creativity has two components. One is that it has to be something novel or new. And two, it has to be something useful. And and by useful, I mean something that helps humanity, helps us see things differently, experience things differently. So novel and useful. However, a problem has been that in modern society, we think of creativity as somehow the domain of only a select few brilliant, genius people. Which I think my life's mission is to say, nope, that is not the case. That definition is what is called big C creativity. The idea of transformative inventions or discoveries that change the course of human history. Those are few and far between. But I strongly believe, and I am supported um, by research and evolutionary biology on this, that creativity is something inherent in all of us. And this is referred to often as small c creativity, which is the idea that you might bring novelty and usefulness in the simplest everyday tasks that you do. So, when you open your fridge and you're like, okay, I have five random ingredients, what can I make for dinner? You have just engaged in what people would say is small c creativity. You have put together something useful, which is a meal, and you have done it in a way that's novel, which is put together ingredients to make something hopefully palatable in a way that you hadn't previously done. We engage in this all the time because our brains are predictive machines. So unlike other living beings, what distinguishes human beings is that we have this tremendous capacity to imagine. Our brain is processing information, not like a computer, but it's taking in information from our senses in order to make decisions that it thinks will help you survive in the future. So we look at the weather and say, you know what, maybe I should carry an umbrella today so I don't get soaked because I anticipate it's going to rain. That's its basic mission, right? To keep you alive from minute to minute.
0: Love it. I think this is amazing that you are speaking about this novelty and usefulness in ordinary tasks because I think there is so much belief that creativity is only locked for few lucky people who are born with the talent and have that access to that creative potential so how can we really tap into that creative capacity daily
1: i think of it as any other skill creative capacity comes from just engaging in it just practicing it everything is really hard the first time you do it but if you keep doing it you get better and you get faster coming to the results that you want. One way to sort of keep that practice alive is to identify some activities where you feel proficient. It might be music, it might be writing, it might be cooking, it might be gardening. If there's something you really enjoy, try to make sure you engage in it maybe a few times a
0: week, a month. Very simple. Practice, engage with it. I like the idea of a muscle that we need to practice it and constantly exercise it to get the result. Is creativity connected to resilience in any way? Is that something that can help us go through tough times?
1: Absolutely. If we can imagine things, that is both our gift and our curse. The very thing that helps us problem solve and come up with innovative solutions is the very thing that can paralyze us into anxiety and inaction. I do a lot of visual art. Sometimes I might write, sometimes I might doodle, sometimes I might do fiber stuff. I use my visual practice as a way to process both difficult emotions or difficult experiences as well as as a distraction. So creative expressive practices can really be a spectrum. Sometimes you might be so upset, you're like, oh my God, I can't even deal with this right now. I'm going to go do something else. Sometimes we need to do exactly that. We need to be distracted because we cannot really process or deal with the difficult experience in the moment. A little bit later, when you have some time and distance, you're like, you know what, what was that about? Why did I react that way? Why did that upset me so much? and then maybe you could unpack it a little bit. Maybe you talk to someone about it, or you doodle, or you make a piece of music, or you write some poetry. In that act of doing, what you're doing is you're telling yourself, you know what, I have the agency, I have the capacity to problem solve the struggles that come at me. And I might do it in this way. And what you're doing with your creative practice is you're saying, this is the way I'm going to make sense of it. And what a lot of our work gives back to us is a mirror. So when I make something, I draw something, I was like, oh, that's what's been going on with me. Oh, man, (laughs) I'm a hot mess today. Or at other times, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. Maybe that is what is going on. So it gives you perspective. And once you have some perspective, then you are able to sort of reframe the experience, however challenging, and integrate it into your story. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is the experience that has come at me. What have I learned from it? How will I apply this in the future? And what the art gives us is a time to to reflect and learn and integrate experiences into our life story.
0: I love the spectrum and I think I I can definitely relate to lots of different components of it. When I get creative, I always uh, feel that my mind is going on a vacation because it's so occupied with writing or doing some arts and crafts that I cannot think About anything else. But I also like the fact that it's supposed to be reflective Mm -hmm. and kind of think about integrating it in your storytelling Mm -hmm. and identity. So can creativity help us to shape our identity in any way then?
1: That capacity for imagination can be creative or destructive. If we can imagine worst case scenarios and get really anxious... Or we can imagine best case and creative scenarios, which can make us sort of innovative and productive. And it's always up to us. And every response in many ways is an adaptive response. So, for example, depression and anxiety, they serve a purpose. There's a reason why these mental states exist. Anxiety is actually preparing you for a range of scenarios and telling you these are all the ways in which things can go wrong. But if you look at it that way, you're like, well, all right. These are all the ways in which it can go wrong. Can I also think of all the ways in which things can go right? All the ways in which things can go well for me in ways I couldn't even imagine. Our brain is wired to look for negative responses, to make you fearful, to protect you, to keep you safe. So that is where we'll instinctively go. And what creative works do is counter that and say, nope, there might be other ways to look at it. I work in the field of art therapy, which... Considers the idea that everyone has creative capacity, everyone is an artist if you think of artistry as self expression. And in times of struggle, when we don't have words, to express ourselves, other forms of expression can communicate. I had one particular patient come in, his hands were shaking, he had um, a tumor uh, removed. And because of that, he had a severe tremor. And by the end of the session, we did some collage work, he spoke about some of the challenges he'd faced. And by the end of the session, his hand Tremors went away. And I said, oh, you know, look at that. And he's like, yeah, I feel relaxed now. And when I feel relaxed, tremors are less. And that's something we have seen in our own studies. We've seen people's cortisol levels go down when they engage in self-expression that feels authentic and feels like they are able to truly communicate how they feel. Another example is some of the work uh, done with military service members with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury. The research has found that a lot of traditional talk-based therapies like cognitive behavioral therapy do not help people with trauma because those who have experienced trauma often cannot process it just with words. So something like art therapy helps them visualize and gain perspective on the experience. So we have had service members talk about art making as a way to integrate what felt like a really disintegrated sense of self after a brain injury, finding ways to communicate with others when they just didn't have the words. And instead of acting out violently or lashing out physically at those around us because we are not able to self-regulate, channeling that into art helps express ourselves in ways that are helpful rather than uh, destructive.
0: It's amazing to see that power of creativity with such traumas and such a difficult life experiences. What about those ordinary moments of usefulness and novelty? What happens there when it comes to our happiness? The end goal when you
1: engage in self-expression that feels novel and useful you feel really good about yourself, right? Oh, look at me. Look at me solving that problem. How awesome am I? (laughs) Yeah. And we have literally seen that in our studies. We measure something called self-efficacy, which is our self-perception of whether we can handle challenges that come our way, whether we can problem solve, whether we can deal with things with a sense of competence and mastery. We've seen this shift even within like 15 to 20 minutes in participants, that sense of like, oh, I got this. And when you practice that problem solving through creative expression, you can translate that into other aspects of your life outside of that session. You're like, oh, look at me. I put together something in 45 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes that I never imagined previously possible. I learned something about myself. I have something to say with this creative product. Ah, now when I face a challenge at work or uh, in my community, in my family, I bring that little dose of confidence that I gained in that session. A little dose of self efficacy
0: and agency. And it's so important to stress that because I think if we have some skeptics listening who said, Oh, don't give me that, I have a busy enough schedule, I'm not going to now be lashing into those creative expressions. I think it's just so important to notice that. It's just so good for our well being, confidence, and ultimately our overall happiness.
1: I'll tell you a story for everyone who thinks they don't have time for this. Once upon a time, there was a uh, traveler who came across a woodcutter. So this woodcutter was on this tree. They were using a saw and they were trying to saw off a branch. And the traveler saw the woodcutter and said, you know what? Your saw is really blunt. Maybe you should pause and sharpen your saw so that your cutting will be more efficient. And the woodcutter looked at the traveler and says, I don't have time to sharpen my saw. We might think we don't have time, but we are actually making our lives more stressful and miserable if we don't take time out for ourselves. So consider carving out time just for you to engage in creative expression, playful exploration, which has no sort of purpose other than to advance your own health and well-being.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So important. And I do hope that the kind of cynics that are listening uh, are a little bit more, yes, I really definitely should do that. I really like the fact that you're speaking about that choice. We can go on that path of negative, but we also have that path of positive and actually spending time of building that creative muscles hopefully will ensure that we are using it for for the positive. But in the moment when we might be getting overwhelmed, how can we tap into that resource? Right.
1: So I think one way to think of it is the time to you know, think about health and well-being is not when you're in crisis. To plan for it beforehand. So for example, step one is for everyone to really identify what do I enjoy doing? What is it that feels fun but also creative for me? Number two, identify where and how you can bring that into your life. How do you make time and space for that? And then thirdly, what are the things that interfere with that? So How can I make sure that those things don't? So one way to do that is to sort of block it off in your calendar, uh, make sure you have the supplies you need. If it's a musical instrument or if it's cooking ingredients, if it is a sketchbook, if it is a digital tool or software program you use and you're like, you know what? every evening I'm going to do some of this. Sometimes I doodle on the train when I'm going to work or I always have a notebook with me and I make sure it's a nice handmade paper notebook, which I love the feel of it. I love the texture of it. And I'll work with um, a pen on it. It's sort of just like preventive health, right? So if you walk every day or if you run a few times a week, you are taking care of your body so that it doesn't go into crisis. So similarly, Anything that helps you express yourself is important and relevant to your ongoing health promoting efforts. So, just the act of expressing yourself through a creative um, activity reduces stress in your body, reduces your immune response that is negative. I would really say think about how you can bring that in, really think about what you enjoy. And this is the sad part of modern life, right? As adults, we go see other people perform or other people do creative works, but we could do that too. And Go back and think about what you enjoyed in childhood. What are some activities you enjoyed and how might you sort of revisit some of that?
0: Wow, amazing. And I think that idea of preventative approach rather than waiting for the crisis happen and like, oh, how come now creativity can help me? Is as you say, you constantly do it and you really invest your well-being. So then you not getting those crisis moments I think that's so important and powerful because you're right I meet lots of people who tell me I'm not creative I'm not an artist I cannot do this but also I find that sometimes we kind of our worst critics and we think if I'm going to do something it has to be the best (laughs) if I'm going to be painting or if I'm going to be sketching it has to be straight away at the exhibition whereas actually it's not for that maybe very specific outcome and achievement. We're speaking more about The idea of the process and how the creativity is helping us to calm down in this moment and really build our resilience muscle rather than I need to become an artist and I need to become famous now. This (laughs) is the biggest
1: irony. Like every time you go for a walk, do you put a pressure on yourself saying I'm going to be an Olympic level like speed walker? (laughs) No, we go for a walk. We enjoy it, do things because they are pleasurable and they connect you to the people and things around you. Do it to feel grounded, feel connected to this world. Use your creative capacity to learn more about yourself and those around you and sort of live more meaningfully and deeply in the world. Forget everything else.
0: Any final practical tips for our listeners to apply? One is approach
1: everything as a story. So everything around you has a backstory. A tree, a stone, a pebble, the strangers you meet on the street, everyone comes from somewhere. See the stories around you. And if you can see things as stories, you can see the connections of what came before and what came after. Notice the people around you. What is the story of the person sitting across from you, maybe on the train ride? What is the story of the person sitting across from you in a restaurant? So if you approach the world with curiosity, you're constantly going to get new ideas. And to really sort of pay attention to the responses in you. What are you drawn to? What do you really like? What does that tell you about who you are as a person? If you had to create a visual out of musical form, what would that look like? If you had a piece of artwork and you had to convert it into music, what would that Sound
0: like. You know what? As a child, I used to have a game about storytelling. When we used to travel from one place to another, I used to remember being uh, in the care of my parents and inventing stories of the people that were passing as and obviously the most intriguing the story, the most fun we had, but that storytelling is so so exciting and so important. Grigia, thank you so much for your time. This has been so fascinating to hear. We are very much looking forward to your book that is happening next year. Can you tell us a little bit more about it?
1: Yeah, so hopefully forthcoming sometime in 2022. I just finished the first draft of it. I call it The Expressive Instinct. This is a book hopefully coming out with Oxford University Press. And what I talk about in it is how and why our instinct to express ourselves is deeply connected to our health and well-being.
0: Brilliant. Cannot wait to uh, read that. Thank you again so much.
1: Thank you so much. You're such an excellent interviewer. It was so fun to talk to you.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Claudia. Thank you. Massive thank you to Girija for sharing with us all these interesting insights when it comes to creativity and happiness. So this week, I dare you to. First of all, change your definition of creativity from talent or genius that is reserved to a lucky few. But rather think of it as an activity that is novel and useful. So how can you bring creativity that has those two components to ordinary moments in life such as cooking, gardening, writing, a greeting card, speaking to a friend, anything? I definitely started to view some of my work activities like putting together a slide deck as a creative capacity activity now. So think about that novel and useful. Two I dare you to call upon your creativity in difficult moments. So instead of shouting, getting frustrated or crying, would it be helpful to express your emotions with writing, dancing, crafting or assembling something? The other day I spontaneously doodled about my anger. That that was quite interesting. And the final one, which is my favorite, is when catastrophizing about the future, I dare you to think, okay. But what if it will go right? What if the things will work out? What then? What will I gain? How I would feel? Thank you for listening to End Happiness. If you like those dares and practical tips, don't forget to like and subscribe so that we can dare more people to be happy. And if you would like to receive more great content directly to your inbox, sign up to the newsletter on endhappiness.co.uk. And of course, tune in to the next episode determination and happiness where we will be discussing how to stay determined to be happy even in the most challenging circumstances i mean it's easy to be happy when life is good but how can we find purpose in pain and suffering and until then i dare you to be happy bye